Welcome to the Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Passano. Airing live on the United Public Radio Network, 105.3 FM in New Orleans. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Thursday night segment of The Outer Realm. We are broadcasting live on the United Public Radio Network, UFO, Paranormal Radio Network, 105.3 FM on the Gulf Coast and 107.7 FM from the beautiful city of New Orleans. We are fully sponsored by the amazing people over at Folgers Coffee who have been a part of our journey since the very beginning. So thank you, Folgers. We could not, nor would we want to, do it without you. Also, very grateful for Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, a.k.a. Justin Snicker, for the contribution of his time, his music, and his voice for the intro that you just heard. Um, you can find him on any any of your streaming platforms. He is literally everywhere. He is an award-winning composer of Halloween, horror, sci-fi, and dark wave electronic music. And of course, that's a year-round thing for some of us, so we would really love him. Also, big thank you to Steve McGinnis, the artist behind the banners and logos here at the show. Check him out on Facebook and Instagram. Also specializes in the horror genre and can do pretty much any commission piece. In fact, he does like phenomenal pet photos. I know. So, Amelia is under the weather tonight, and I know she just hates missing our open mic nights because we always have so much fun, but I have a special guest host tonight. Oh, bam! Wayne, you guys always see him in the chat room. Here he is. <laughs> Been on the show Not before. Bubbles. Not Bubbles, but, you know, no. I have to keep up with her comedy relief. I'm sure you'll manage. <laughs> well, I can, I can manage the comedy relief. That's what you really want. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Be careful what you wish for. No, I don't want to go there. Hi, <laughs> Ryan from Scotland. My goodness, you are still awake. Thank you for being here. Wow, <laughs> uh, oh, Wayne's in the house. Yes, he surely is. <laughs> Michelle lets me in the house once in a while. Most of the time, I'm outside. You're funny. Very funny. Funny looking. <laughs> whatever whatever so tonight of course we're gonna it's like every you know every open mic we talk about pretty much anything i'm going to tackle some of the things that i've seen in our various chat rooms over the last couple of weeks and a lot of things that people often send me you know video clips and and pictures and ask me about things um so i thought we would have fun and and sort of tackle some of that and I'm just pulling up a picture here to see where is it? Okay. So everybody is talking about this um, Miami mall incident. And I do have to say incident because, you know, there's a lot, <laughs> so much stuff going on right now. There's some people who claim that, you know, the police are in on this conspiracy to, um, you know, make sure we didn't know what's really going on. 
you have to understand, going back many years ago, the Miami Mall did have some deaths, if I'm not mistaken, with fireworks and such, and they take it real seriously. So if something is going on right now, then you're going to have a lot of very strong police presence. So are they hiding something? I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to show a couple of pictures and you guys can, can make up whatever your minds are. I want to address it because a whole lot of people have been bringing it to my attention. And it's fairly hard because guys, we're not there. We weren't there. We don't know. But I know that if you've had a problem in an area before and something arises again, you're going to have a strong police presence. You know, that's just the way it is. It's a mall. You know how many people are in a mall? There's a lot of people in the mall. <laughs> so they're definitely going to have, you know, to, some concerns with that. And Dolly says, first is Florida, right? And Kathy says, phony videos. Very possible. But again, who knows? So I'm going to put this picture up. I know I've shared this, um, you know, with Dolly. Yeah, strong police presence, period. Yes. Okay, so this is it. And then the the beings in question here, um, oh, hey, HR, <laughs> are these guys right over here. So this is a picture that somebody got in the mall. My question would be, where's all the security cameras? Like, why didn't anybody see fireworks? You know how many people have camera phones now? Everybody's got one of these, pretty much. You know, you can get like a, like a cheap ass phone right now that's got a camera in it. So if everybody's got camera phones, where's the security cams? Like, where's this, the security footage of something, something, right? So, but we've got these tall guys right here. And Dolly and I were jamming about this a few days ago. And it's just like, oh, there's some pretty tall people in the world. But to get three really tall people in one spot is sort of like, uh, it can happen. It can happen. It's Florida. You know, a lot of, a lot of visitors come to Florida. Um, anything. So that's, that's interesting. Blurry altered. Yes. But again, does it change the fact that we've got three pretty strong individuals in there now with AI, you know, you get a lot of really compelling stuff. I only go back to the fact that where are the security camera footage? Wayne, thoughts? My looking at this, like I guess I'm not on any social media. I don't even follow the news. But looking at this picture, and again, I'm just going to play the devil's advocate for for fun. I, I'm I'm taking in the whole image. I know it's blurry and it's it's a bit out of focus and so forth. But if you look at the people around. The, the people in question, like the regular folks, not anybody is pointing. Like we as a human being culture kind of thing, if we see the most peculiar thing, even though our mothers tell us, don't point, it's rude. My mom would clip me. But not one person is there pointing at these individuals. And even though everything is out of focus, the individual that I'm looking at on the left, the tall fellow on the left there, looks a bit clearer than all the rest. It looks like it's sort of popped in there. Mm -hmm. Right. So, I mean, I think if I had three fairly large, fuzzy people walking in front of me, and I was with a friend or a significant other, I would be like, hey, look at that. And I'd point. But nobody's pointing. Nobody even seems the slightest bit 
alarm. This woman right in the front, right down low there, um, she's not even turning to look that way. She's off looking at a store. Yeah, that one there. Yeah, right. You'd, I figured you'd see the back of her head because she'd have it cranked to the left to see these three individuals. Mm. But again, I wasn't there. I mean, I'm just, I'm looking at a fuzzy picture. Right. I agree. I completely agree with, with that. Um, I also want to uh, make a comment with like respect to what Jar is saying. They need to go through footage before it's available to the public. I think if there are fireworks going off in the mall, you wouldn't have to go through too much to, to find that, you know, um, it's not hard to, with computers now, you can just, you know, pick off a moment where, you know, witnesses are saying fireworks started going off at this time. So then why not? You can just pluck that off pretty easily. I mean, God, I, I can, you know, I can pluck off footage from my, my phone with stuff that's going on at the house, like within an instant. And I know it's a bit of a different situation when you're dealing with, with such a big, um, a big system, but you should be able to come up with something. It's, it's been a few days now. Um, so, you know, playing devil's advocate, pardon the pun. So it is, it is interesting. Um, and see, this is something interesting as well. Maybe they're invisible at will. It's sort of like what we were talking about a little bit last night. Maybe some people, just don't see some things that other people see. Wayne, do you remember one time when we were driving and I said to you, it was, it was a really nice, um, calm evening. It was just really beautiful out in the summertime. And, and I said to you, I says, do you see that in the sky? It was huge. Like, like the whole, the whole front sky. You well, know, when you were talking about some portal or vortex or something like that, and I was driving. And yeah, do you it. remember? And I'm going, I mean, do yeah. you see that? It was all pastels, and it was just yeah, amazing. And it was there for, like, literally a moment. You know, I would say I could probably count, like, 30 to 30, and then all of a sudden it was just gone. Cause, and I'm thinking, oh, it's got to be some weird light anomaly. But there was nothing else. I mean, there was no impending storms. There was like literally nothing. So maybe sometimes people see things and other people don't see this. But yeah, don't forget, see too, that you know, the cameras, the cameras, they can catch what the human eye can't. And that would explain why nobody's noticing these beings. But then if nobody's noticing these beings, what's the hubbub about it? Well, what they're saying, I'll I'll show another picture, which to me is not overly compelling. You can tell some things there, but it's hard to tell if it's just a natural anomaly, something with the lenses on the camera. Um, but let's just see. Um, history regarding UFO UAP is becoming a thing. I think it's really becoming a big thing right now, um, especially since... Um, you know, the government started talking about disclosure in the first place, going back two, three years ago, and then up and decided, no, we're not going to do it. Well, how come? <laughs> the U.S. Well, is literally the only country who's really who's really not doing much with that. In my opinion, for what it's worth, it's hysteria by design. Mm -hmm. you know, it's not mass hysteria random. There's nothing random right. about it. It's it's by design. Right. Um yeah, the, the, you know, the Northern Lights, as they call them, the Borealis, possible. I grew up up north. I'm used to seeing what they are. And usually they'll be there for for a little bit. And sometimes you'll see them, you know, other parts of the sky. I used to sit up north and watch them for literally hours. You know, the fact that they would come up for a few seconds. So 
brilliantly and, and just just like an arch just just beautiful but anything is possible i don't rule anything out um okay here we go they're projecting strongly now yes so with that being said i'm gonna put up this other picture okay and we're gonna go from there sort of a big picture because we've got this is some tiktok somebody sent me this so we're gonna have a little look at this and i'll see if we can pluck this thing out now this seems to be one that is getting shared up a lot apparently so this is not like just a random like there are different versions of this everybody's playing it so this is a screenshot now if you look right here i have seen this picture and this is what they have circled right here so there's some kind of an anomaly here but if you look at it come on you know like it's i can't even pay attention to, to all the writing it's just ridiculous some of the things i see but this right here is something so this is what they're focusing on so allegedly there were some sort of shadow beings like tall extraterrestrial type beings that were inside them all and then there's this thing right here and you see a lot of cars are kind of you know pointed out towards it so again i don't know what are your thoughts on this one kathy what can you elaborate why do you think it's phony aside from the fact it's very blurry <laughs> so uh hey tamara so this is this is the next the next big thing that's floating around. I think they've even shown this on on mainstream media as uh, as footage that has surfaced. So that is something else. Uh, Z says it's fate, but looks like a shadow-like form. Yeah. No way. Thoughts? Yeah, there's there's definitely something there. But you showed me this earlier. I couldn't even tell what angle it was shot at. It was just so. All, it was so convoluted of a picture, but looking at it in more detail now, you can definitely tell there's something there. Mm -hmm. I can tell you what it is. It's some sort of form that's right. there. And like you right. say, the cars are all aimed that direction. Right. Uh, contradicting stories make makes it unbelievable, sadly. Mm. But it's like one of those things that, you know, conspiracy theorists are having a lot of fun with it. But again... The fact that there's no footage being offered up either to back up the story. Everyone's got a camera phone. You've got fireworks going on. Somebody called the police. I mean, something was going on. Didn't anybody capture anything besides this? Because I would have thought you more would have surfaced with this too if that was the case, you know. But didn't anybody catch a photo of anything else? I mean, do we know if right. there was were the fireworks inside the mall? Because if they were inside the mall going off, you would have smoke like beyond and yeah. contained inside the mall. Right. Right. Uh, I think the incident was a spy ops type setup by a deep state or whatever. It is possible. It is possible. Uh, I also think the police were on it. That's a tough one because... I think the the police responded to what they were they were called there to do. But if they were, I mean, if you were called there and said, "I know that 
that, that if I saw an ET walking around the mall or a big giant shadow person, you know, let alone three, I'd be just like snapping pictures like it's nobody's business because come on, we are in an age of technology. There's got to be something somewhere, shouldn't there? I know Dolly has stated that we, that they aren't here. So are they drones? Well, okay. Again, they're not flying. They're not here. They're not flying. Does not mean that we, I, I'm a true believer that we, we've have ET here on the planet long before us, you know, and that doesn't necessarily mean they're all flying off somewhere. I do believe they're dimensional. We have interdimensional ones. You know, I believe that they don't need a craft typically, not all of them need to, to get on a craft to, to get out or to come in. And, and there's a lot of people who attest to that as well through their own contact experiences. Um, I have a person in Miami with fireworks who are actually outside the side doors of the mall. Well, that makes sense why there's no smoke inside then. Yeah. And she said this was all human. But again, didn't anybody get photographs? Come on. This is a busy mall in the middle of the day. You know, like somebody had to have had a picture somewhere. People, you know... Word gets around and and it's like believe, you know, a fraction of what you hear and what you see. You should be able to rely on what you see. But again, everybody's got one of these, literally, pretty much. You've got at least 95% of the population, 90%. Okay, let's take, take little kids out. But heck, I've seen little kids with bones. <laughs> so somebody's got to have something somewhere. Especially when you're also looking at security cameras on the exterior of the building and the as well as the interior. Like there's gotta be something. Like why why is nothing coming available? I mean, this could right? be just an experiment of cause and effect. I mean, again, mm -hmm. it's a conspiracy, but I mean, let's drop let's drop a pebble in the middle of the pond and see where the ripples go, you know? It right. Could be nothing more than that. Let's Hi, cause something something major, let's say, like this. Right. And they just want to see what the crowd will do. Let's watch TikTok. Let's watch all the different things to see how the public reacts. Mm -hmm. And then, then we can make our next move to how can we scare them or how can we bring them into our way of thinking? Right. Yeah. Racer says there should be hundreds of pictures floating around. Well, either way of something, you know, something. I mean, if people are saying one thing, back it up. If people are saying another thing, back it up. Yeah, but the conspicuous uh, lack of evidence is evidence in itself. Right. So I thought that's why we would we would start there. You know, we don't have to typically stay here, but it, it's just I'm interested in, you know, we have some pretty smart viewers and listeners. And um, you know, I, I think that I mean people want to know. It's out there. It is out there. Information is floating around. So where, where is, where is everybody's thoughts right now? And I always go back to, um, I was threatened not to talk. What really went on? Wow. Uh, well, I mean, there's a lot of thing, a lot of hearsay going on out there for sure. It's so hard when we're not there. It's all speculation. It's hard being the person on the other side of, of the table listening to mainstream media, you know. Um, and I'm with Tamara. I found the whole story very weird. 
I feel that way too. I mean, you get certain things that are happening and media is right on it. You know, they're right on it. I mean, they've got their own people there. They're looking into to, to footage, the police. I mean, strong police presence. There's got to be something. We're getting photos of a lot of, a lot of cars showing up, but I mean, what else, you know? Um, if there are UFOs or aliens, all governments will deny they're there for Correct. the most part. I mean, the United States government doesn't want to disclose. And I mean, ironically enough, one of the first countries ever to disclose is Russia. They did this like years and years ago. And some countries have always pretty much disclosed that, you know, there's places where you could go and and report your sightings. France is really big for that. Um, you know, South America, you know, Brazil, Peru, Argentina, places like that. You know, so I don't know. I mean, some people are comfortable with it. Miami has street cameras, storefront cameras, parking. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I mean. You know, I, exactly. There are cameras everywhere. Big Brother's watching. They catch the yeah, littlest thing, the even to a satellite. doesn't want you to know it's not going to happen. Well, exactly. You know, the police or the government can, you know, subpoena those, those yeah. camera footage if they want them. They can right. also silence them from being used. Of course. Just as easily. And even a satellite now, I mean, the tech, we live in a world of technology. That's just the way it is. We live in the world of technology. It's not just easy. I mean, just to with people with camera phones, do you silence everybody? Like, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd have to barricade them all and, you know, put a bag out and say, drop your phones. <laughs> it's just so, so there, there's, you know, you have to look at both sides of the spectrum. You know, if the police were all really concerned about what was there supernaturally, I mean, they're all having a giggle at it, then I think they'd be trying to confiscate a whole lot of phones <laughs> if they didn't want anybody having a look. But in the same breath, we've got all these security cameras. Like I say, Big Brother's watching, you know, but yet nothing seems to come out. I don't know. It's a, it's a little bit peculiar to me. You know, um, in the UK, they have more CCTV cameras per head of population than any other country. Well, that's that's pretty much in a lot of places. Uh, security cameras are everywhere, including on the streets. Exactly. Um, yeah, they can erase your files. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I mean. Like, there's just so much stuff that is is out there. We are uh, those laws have gone into effect in the U.S., yeah, there you go. So I don't know, you know, chime in, whatever, whatever your thoughts are on that. Um, I'll go one step further. Um, and I'm sure Dolly will agree. It's, it's coming project blue beam mass hysteria, fake, you know, um, Again, fake sightings. Design, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fear of, the fear of God you know, why, and Dolly, feel free to, you know, chime in as well. Why would they want to make us fear contact of because extraterrestrials? Control. The powers that be, the governments in, in power, the, you know, the, the people that run the show. I'm not talking about the president and the prime ministers. The people that actually run the show, the 1% people, right? Mm -hmm. Like they, they're going to lose control. If we have a an extraterrestrial race that comes down in love and peace and, and we can solve all your problems in the blink of an eye and you're going to wipe out the power of that 1% in, in the blink of that same eye. They don't want mm -hmm. that. 
They want fear. Fear has controlled the masses for tens of thousands of years. You know, do as we say or we'll kill you. And this is no different now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Tamara says, where are the mall kids? There are always teens in the malls. Why no video photos? No, exactly. Uh, New World Order, Kathy says. Dolly to exert control. Alex, government is a new age religion. Oh, very possibly. (laughs) It's coming. I mean, I I just read, you know, that um, the president of uh, the Ukraine right now has even said no more elections and, um, you know, no religion (laughs) or or orthodox Christianity. And, And that's, again, I just read that. So providing I'm... I'm actually reading what is actually going on. <laughs> you know, it, it can very well uh, get pretty scary out there. Uh, nine, yeah, the, the, the book 1984, you were warned. How many books out there um, being carry? I wonder if the beings carry higher intelligence that the abilities and that abilities that are without a doubt, without a doubt. Um. I mean, how many movies and books? 1984 is a big one that gave us little snippets of things to come. You know, that was was a big one. But I mean, realistically, let's let's look at all the the quote sci-fi, you know, alien encounters. None of them are friendly. The percentage Mm -hmm. of friendly movie alien encounters is probably one percent friendly to ninety-nine percent hostile, and we have to blow them up and save ourselves. And that's that's more of that whole mind seeding, mind farming, to get you to believe that every time you see an extraterrestrial, they're they're going to cut your head off. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the whole idea of it. So when we the actually fear. see one in real life, we're panicked. Yeah, the fear. Mm-hmm. Polly, hi Polly. I'm of the understanding that we are visited by underground dwellers. Well, yeah, the Hopi, um, the Hopi Indian people spoke of that. The ant people people with the, the big eyes that dwelled underground. There's a lot of stories that, that come out from, you know, ancient um, ancient cultures and our, the indigenous people from around the world. Um, Orwell wrote 1984, 1948. Yeah, funny that. Um, there are others. Some were lost on purpose. Yep. Uh, troglodytes. Uh, they left. Did they all leave, though? I mean, I I think there's a lot, um, you know, there's a lot of speculation on a lot of different levels right now. And I think people, because I myself, you know, still have interesting experiences. Um, but again, I, I don't believe they actually need a craft to, to come down. I mean, they're either here or they are, you know, just coming in dimensionally, which is what I really feel they do because you could just, you just feel the difference and the energy changes and all of a sudden they're there, they're gone, you know? Um, well, thanks for stopping by Alex. Have a good day tomorrow. Sorry. It's so early. <laughs> good night. Um, okay, hold on. As you're going through George Orwell, real name, Eric Blair. Interesting. Okay. So 1984 when, he did an interview, one of his last ones he ever did, when he finished that interview and he looks into the camera, he's talking about how things will end up. 
the facial expression he gives you is one that is more terrifying than the whole 1984 thing, Look, right? I remember that. Like he knew something or mm -hmm. just the information he thought of in his own mind was so terrifying that you could see it in his face. It was just frightening. Right. It makes you wonder, you know, it, was he visited by someone and wrote the story to warn us or did he just have a real vivid imagination? And here's another twist. You know, you read a book and then you have somebody on the upper levels go, well, this is a really grand idea. I think we could pull this off. You know, it's really scary. Um, it really is. Uh, JR says, supposedly there's an article stating that there were flight delays across the U.S. during the incident in Miami. Huh. Now, that's interesting if that is indeed the case. Uh, Ron, Hoyabachu Forest in Romania. I have been to Hoyabachu Forest in Romania. And yes, it's an interesting place for sure. Um, I don't believe they've never left. Stories of them being here for thousands of years. Absolutely. Quite a few new. Uh, weather. Okay. So... I don't know. I'm just of the mind that, um, hold on, very bad storms, coincidences. Yeah, yeah, we're having brutal weather up here right now. Just three days of rain and high winds. It's unbelievable for this time of year. I know. Starting to feel like we're having another major earth flood. <laughs> and ridiculous. I mean, areas around us, yeah, have been getting hit really, really hard. And, you know, we ourselves, have, I've just had about enough of the rain. I'm just going to leave it there. But the alternative is snow. And I'm like, meh, I'm, I'm even less okay with that. Uh, Diane says, book Future Shock by Alvin Toffler. The 70s was also accurate. Okay, Future Shock, huh? I'll have to just, I'm going to just pin that right over here. Put a little star right next to that, and we'll come back to that one. <laughs> uh, we have more coming Friday. Okay, Rendlesham Forest, UFO landed, government deny it. A lot of books on that now, so deny if you will. Whistleblowers eventually uh, do come out. Hey, Melissa. Hey, uh, Melissa. I've watched a ritual performed in that forest. The forest is an incredible place, and... Gave me visions. And um, I've experienced a lot of anomalies that night. Uh, Melissa, myself, and um, our friend Adriana. <laughs> and a skeptical guy who's just totally the best person to have with you when you have these incredible experiences. But it's definitely um, a place that demands respect and should definitely have it. So well, we'll close. You told me a story about that for us when you were there. I um, don't know if you recall it, but you said there was a gentleman in very period clothing with a wooden cart bigger than a wheelbarrow, but wooden wheels with wooden straps, just walking oh. through. And he looked at you and you looked at him and you're like, this guy's way out of place. I'm sure he was looking at you going, "Where? this is not real. What's happening? Well, was that's that funny because you know? I know Adriana was kind of going about and I mean, we were, I think we just had a nap or something. Melissa and I are going... <laughs> There's that guy. <laughs> Just totally. He's like looking at us. We're looking at him. It was crazy. It was crazy. So I'm going to assume it's safe to say that we can chime off on the whole Miami incident. We spent, you know, half an hour on it. So the jury is out. Um, 
it was odd. Like <laughs> I just we looked down the pathway and it just wasn't there. Oh, it was crazy. Amazing, amazing place. I highly recommend tourist destination. Go ahead and watch you for us. You know, leave breadcrumbs. But um <clears throat> yeah, um the jury's out obviously on on the whole mall thing. Um, you're gonna have the people who want to take it further. And I think until some sort of better footage shows up, you know, for either side, we have to just, you know, assume that it's, it's what they say and, and go from there. So let's get on to something else. <clears throat> um, hold on, Tamara, every time there's a sighting encounter, the information comes out eventually. You can't hide it forever. I agree. I agree with you. And it's just a matter of time. We see it happening now. You know, things that happened decades later. I mean, we're, we we do see it. Um, let's talk about hybrids. This came up last night. And a lot of people from the various chat rooms were just talking and asking a lot of questions. I'm touching on this because um, it's come up the last two weeks. I've had guests who, who have, have touched on it a little bit. Um... Oh, hey guys. Um, time slips. I'll let Wayne answer this question and then we'll move on to the hybrids. Wayne, do you believe in time slips? Yeah, I absolutely do. I absolutely do. I think uh, I came up with uh, my own theory when I was writing. I was trying to write a, a story and trying to figure out a timeline. And I don't know where it came from. I get the weirdest thoughts sometimes. But somehow I, I had this idea of a, a yardstick, like a, a measuring yardstick, you know, three feet. And for whatever reason, I, I sort of just equated that to time. I thought, well, what if that's all there is? You know, it starts like, you know, 400,000 years ago, and it only goes as far as, you know, 2055. And everything happens in there. So when we're, we're born, like I was born in 1963. So that's, this is my time right now. But when I die and I come back or reincarnate, you know, I, I don't reincarnate further down the line because there isn't no further down the line they just plug me in around 1456 and go well you'll do there you'll learn your next lesson in that time it's mm. just a linear space so yeah time flips all the time and so you I kind of go back and forth is what you're saying yeah you can go back and forth because there's only this much space to do it in and then we had that time when we had the the box we were tweaking with and the portal and we we picked up an amazing interaction between a flight crew um, from the forties, um, clear as day. And they responded to us. They, they answered questions. Then we lost them. That was real time happening. And yet it was the accents and the time frame and the propeller engines. That was all from the forties. Everything they spoke about was from mm -hmm. the forties. Yeah. It's definitely interesting. You know, um, Dolly says no time outside of the third dimension. Time is definitely a man-made thing. So it's, it's, it's fascinating to me either way, you know? Um, okay. So that question answered. So let's talk a little bit about, about hybrids. Um, when we had a guest on last week, um, Ryan Peterson, he spoke about, you know, the Nephilim. Were they indeed, I mean, they're hybrids, right? Technically speaking, you have, you know, the, 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 fallen ones who have mingled with the, the daughters of man. And then you end up with these 
Nephilim, these, these, you know, giants, or some, some people believe that, you know, some people believe them to be demons. I, I truly believe that they're all very, very different. Um, but that's, that's just me. And a lot of other researchers feel the same also. So with that being the case, let's talk about Egyptian gods, right? Let's talk about Horus. Let's talk about Anubis. Um, let's talk about, you know, Thoth. There's, there's so many, I mean, you can go on and on, you know, but they're half man or woman and half animal. So I think part of the questions that were being posed um, was along the lines of, do you think that these were beings that were hybridized and created here by other beings from other worlds? Or do you think that they were dropped off here? Or Because it's pretty diverse. I mean, we have a lot of you know cryptids as well um, that could be traveling through portals. Are these beings that are traveling through portals? So you guys can start chiming in and we will come back to some of the other questions because I know Jonathan, you've got questions as well. So I'm just going to put, you know, put little check marks on them here and then we will come back um, to them as well. I think so, like when you go to the Egyptian gods and the Egyptians in general, from what I've noticed is they're, they're fantastic record keepers. You mm -hmm. know, they, they, even when they lost a battle, they didn't just sort of, got put it under the sand they they like yeah we had our butts handed to us on the on the plains of this you know mm -hmm. and i think that when you look at the hieroglyphs and you look at the the paintings and such one of the things that stands out to me is uh, akhenaten because mm -hmm. everybody has got normal skin tone and then akhenaten's got this sort of really not pleasant physique he's kind of you know potato boy whereas all the pharaohs were very muscular looking and very young looking he was this very sort of you know round malformed he was he, yeah he did you know. have some deformity but he had green you know. skin hello green blue skin wow why you know so are the when you look at the drawings and the paintings of anubis and and so forth are is it just a person wearing a, a headdress or is it really like half and half like you say mm. it's yeah i mean there's there's so many different variations. I mean, look at the Minotaur, look at the Centaur, you know, you're, you're getting into a lot of different, um, different, like, you know, but then we get into, you know, a lot of just weird creatures to start with. So let's not just keep it to the, to the, the half and half hybrids. Let's talk about really out of place beings or animals or, or, Critters, as I'll I say, you, I'll I don't give like you to one call. to bend your brain. Okay, if you want to bend your brain, sure try. <laughs> okay, try this on for size. You know how we always hear people say they it's it's misunderstood technology is one of my favorites. You know, mm -hmm. if you take something from the modern age and you send it back three thousand years, they have no point of reference in which to describe it, so they describe it the best they can with what they have. Right? Mm -hmm. I heard this like a few years back. Now it's probably I'm getting old. But they actually took um, embryos of healthy cattle, okay? And they put them all inside of a rabbit. And they put the rabbit mm -hmm. on a plane and they sent the plane halfway around the world to fertilize cattle in an area of the planet that was having a, a drought or a famine. So they didn't have to ship a hundred cow. They could just ship a rabbit, very small, right? Mm -hmm. So if you look, go back in time and you look at the the Egyptians, for instance, and how they 
really worship the cat. Like mm. that's just so wild to worship the cat. What if? Right. And I'm this is a huge what if, people. I'm just I'm sometimes I get really out there. Just hypothesizing. What yeah. If, yeah. What if a cat came from another galaxy? Okay. And within the cat had the embryo or the fetuses of a king and a queen. So when they landed here and the primitive people of Egypt kind of went, what's with the cat? And they're like, well, this is going to be our king and our queen. And they open up the cat, they take it out and, you know, a, a king and queen are born, right? You know, naturally, but it's been, it's been, the, the, the embryos have been carried through space all this time, but they don't understand it. They just see like, oh, a king and a queen were born from a cat. Wow. That's, that's crazy. Well, technically there are, there is believed to be a cat sort of a cat species cat race race yes. yeah right so yeah i mean i don't know i i love i, I love bouncing around the different you know <laughs> hypothetical things I'm crazy folks <laughs> you, you're very creative you write books right so um this is interesting too though so many stories of abductees offspring and clones are openly disclosed by celebs now huh uh, that's that's interesting, but yeah, some of them do kind of go as well. Uh, cats are the perfect tool for ETs to spy on humans. I guess no, so. No. <laughs> there is a cat race. Yes, yes. Um, Jonathan says, depending on different mythology, the gods have the same physical characteristics as, as demons as well. I worship my cat too, Wayne. <laughs> it's like, well, I, I I I find I I find when you're crossing over you know, from extraterrestrials and fields of the paranormal. I think when you look at characteristics, um, demonic characteristics is more along the lines of things that you, you hear, for example, when you hear popping sounds and things like that, static electricity, uh, in the air and you can see it, you know, um, people believe that when a demon tries to tear through an atmosphere that you'll see, sort of like a little fireworks, little light show, static lights in the air. But the same thing happens with ET. Um, you know, sleep paralysis happens when, you know, in the paranormal, happens with extraterrestrials, happens just good old scientific reasons as well. Like, I think we can attribute and connect a lot of dots. Um, sometimes, you know, it's, it's hypothesis. Sometimes it's, there's really something to it and this is why i think it's so important to realize there's a link between the paranormal and um extraterrestrial contact because it's all there i mean i've i've lived it and at least half half of the families and people that i have helped over 20 years um have at least had extraterrestrial contact and had a whole boatload of paranormal experiences so they're definitely related um, Tamara, all myths and folklore have a grain of truth. There are many half animal people examples in myths and folklore all over the place. Absolutely. 100%. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the land of Chem is still a mystery. Okay. Let me just say. last boss I had was named Chem. The what? <laughs> Chem. <laughs> My last manager was named Kim. <laughs> I don't quite think this is, you know, but I mean, that's what he means. But <laughs> so um, there's a lot of, of ancient culture. I just got to get back to this page. I was at here. Um, there's a lot of mysteries 
in this world. And I think that, um, the camera in my car. Oh my God. I think that it would be great for people to have a more open mind about things. I think right now we're in a bit of a, a bit of a place where people are feeling overwhelmed and people, I think people want to be, you know, wowed. They want that, that wow factor. But I think that maybe there's a degree of fear and, you know, when you come from a psychological standpoint, the best way to control people is through fear, literally terrorizing people, large masses of people, and it can, it can kill people. <laughs> so there's a lot of talk about that as well. But again, I'm not a doctor and I'm not a psychologist. I just read a lot. Uh, I've been hearing popping sounds in my car. When I feel attacked, <laughs> I'm telling you it's a thing. Human hmm. nature were designed that way. Unfortunately. I mean, you're going to remember that the, the rose has thorns more than it has a, a nice smell to it because it keeps us safe as we go through, you know, it, you know the, the, the large cat with, with black and stripes, like don't go play with it. You know, it's dangerous. Mm -hmm. you know, right. the, that's what kept us alive is remembering the scary stuff, not the pleasant stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, it keeps your fight or flight intact too, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it does. It does for sure. So, um, I just find it really interesting because you, you look up even like mythology going back, you know, thousands of years, there's so much in there. It talks about, you know, these hybrid beings of sorts, like half and half, they had to have stemmed from, from somewhere, you know, uh, Tamara, the veil is thin. So people who usually don't see paranormal things are now seeing stuff and it's freaking them out where the people who are psychic find it quite normal. Yeah. And Dolly says the human mind habituates everything. Absolutely. Right on. It absolutely does. So I don't know. So that's just, you know, the little, the little take on, on hybrids. Um, you know, and getting to step further where you're, you're looking at hybrid people, you know, they're pretty good because chances are you may not necessarily recognize a hybrid. If you saw one could be your neighbor people just saying, I believe that mythology is based on truth. I believe a lot of it is as well. A lot of it is. You know, how many things are just locked up in stories where you actually have to read between the lines? not just take everything at face value. So another interesting, we'll, we'll jump again. Okay, before we jump again, I want to go back. I've got some questions here that I want to get back to so we don't we don't get too far ahead. Jonathan says, do you think deja vus are time slip or past life stuff? Happens to me often, more often when I'm grounded, oddly enough. What's your thoughts, Wayne? <laughs> yes, <laughs> do it. Crazy theory again. Uh, this This dawned on me when I was very young probably before I was 20. And again, I don't know where it came from, but it was just a thought that what if deja vu is not so much a time slip, but a replay, for example. So you're living your life and you reach the age of 25 and decide that you can't go on with your life. It's miserable. And you check out, you off yourself, um, but you're not supposed to. So what happens is they plug you back into the matrix and you have to do the life over again. Damn right? it. Right. I know. And that's why you have deja vu all the time when you're younger up right up until the point where you checked out 
but this time you don't check out and you keep going. Then you all of a sudden, you, I know I don't have deja vu after I was 25. After 25, it's happening all the time. But after 25, I don't. That's my thought on it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, it's really tough because, I mean, we could take it a step further. What about um, like memory, DNA memory, that of not just like our ancestors? Well, I've had that recurring dream that, that went on for a year and a half of the Civil War. I knew nothing about the American Civil War, and yet every night I was in it. Right. It was, it was ridiculous. I thought I was actually going to stroke out or have a heart attack in my sleep. It was so vivid. Right. Terrifying. Right. Well, Melissa thinks you're onto something. I'm on something? No, I don't. You're know. onto something. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Onto something. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But, you know, I mean, I know that we can also we can, there is, there is like a, like a imprinting, you know, D, like from our, our DNA. So like my grandfather was, you know, in, in the war, for example, and he was hurt, you know, so like, so I'm liable to feel some of that, or I have ancestry that were, that were knights. So they were warriors. And I, and I have that same sort of spirit and I might have a memory or two of a place that I've never been to, Right, but it's maybe it's just it's ingrained into me. So I'm I'm maybe having a recollection of something that was was his or her experience, not so much my experience. You know, um, we are capable of leaving physically this dimension. Exactly, maybe that's what it is. I say it all the damn time. Wake up, just dog dead, exhausted, or he comes downstairs, just dragging his butt, like, hey, where, where were you last night? <laughs> off doing something or i'll say i think they worked me to death last night <laughs> something along those lines imprinted memory exactly right so i don't know um outside this dimension you can receive future events in a vision or dream i yeah i call them downloads premonitions absolutely absolutely it definitely happens i've been witness to that i've known people in my family who have i've got friends who have who do phenomenal premonitions I still experience deja vu here and there, and I'm not young. <laughs> no, I, not young I totally either. Okay, I'm not young either. But he may have checked out or got hit by a bus when he was 72, but he was supposed to live to 90. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. If you find a door in your house that you know should be there, go through it. Or shouldn't be there. Yeah, I was going to say, I go through those doors every day, JR. <laughs> but yeah, there yeah, shouldn't be. be. I would that. go through it though. See, I would. It's just, it's, it's, yeah, I would for sure. Conscious extra dimensional. Absolutely. So Jonathan says, interesting theories on deja vu. I think you're onto something. I've had suicidal thoughts my whole life, more so in my teens. I never knew where they came from. Back to the cats, oddly enough. When I got my cat, my alien experiences stopped and paranormal increased. Or is it just my perception? Well, I think it depends on mindset more than anything. Um, you know, how you perceive things? Absolutely. But I do believe that, you know, paranormal experiences can be stopped just by changing how you think about it. So, for example, at one time I used to have a waiting list that used to be anywhere between 18 and 24 months. So I would work with people online you know, via telephone, email, things like that. And I would, you know, sort of teach them how to change the way of thinking because it's a scary thing and you can end up 
feeling pretty victimized and not knowing what to do. Let's face it, this is something completely out of the norm and not logical, you know, in our everyday thinking. So in working with people and changing them, let's say what I call putting them into a warrior mode, by the time I actually had an availability to go see them, most of them would say, nope, we followed your instructions. We did this ourselves. And I thought, fantastic. They, they are the ones who took charge. They are the ones that took control of their space again. And, and I think with that being said, that's just, it, it really is a mindset thing and you can do anything. You really can. Um, okay. Astral projection or teletransportation. Oh boy. I mean, again, this is just an ability that anybody can pretty much do if you train yourself to do it. I, I'm, <laughs> I truly believe that we travel every time you go to slumber, every time you sleep, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. If you want to stay, you know, in your body and sleep all night, it's a body that needs it. It's not your spirit. It would be like sleeping in your car in your garage. I wouldn't sleep in my car in my garage. You know, when you lay down, you basically, you just go. Whether you have a recollection of that or not, though, is an entirely different story. But I mean, you ever think, you know, you've slept like eight to 10 hours, you're like why you feel so bloody exhausted the next day, you know? Um, I mean, some people even wake up just, you know, with full recollections. I mean, Wayne. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I had to talk about it. Which one? <laughs> well, whatever. The one that, you know, you've had some that, that have haunted you. So, you oh, know, you talk many. about whatever. Just, I think you know. with, with the recurring stuff, it's just hey, like Jonathan. when I do the, the vision stuff, it's just weird because it's like, it's another place. And I want to say it's Mars because, oh man, years and years ago when I was a kid, I used to look up at the moon and I used to ask my mother, why, where did the other one go? Uh-oh. And my mom would be like, there's only one. I'm like, no, there's supposed to be two, but it's not there. So just recently, I decided to look up which planets have two moons that are within stone's throw of us. Mm -hmm. um, turns out it's Mars. Mars has two moons. Really strange. The visions that I remember when I'm sleeping are all of a Martian landscape and an apocalyptic kind of world, you know, right. and uh, it's always the same. It's people that I know. Uh, the world's coming to an end. We're trying to offload people onto ships. It's just, it's just really horrific. Uh, place uh, watching my friends die. It's not, it's just ugly, but I remember it vividly. I could tell you how many bolts are on the side of the ships. Right. Yeah. So, see, um, that Dolly says, Yeah, past life. Mm -hmm. uh, you used to have dreams of Mars with two moons. Oh, look at there that. Kindred, kindred spirits. You train yourself to remember where you sleep. Yeah. I mean, lucid dreaming. I used to be an amazing lucid dreamer. I used to love waking up. You know, I could wake up, continue my dream, fast forward it, rewind it. I could have it night after night. I could do just phenomenal things. And, um, you know, having children changes that. <laughs> Sleep oh, pattern yeah. changes. is like, well, so much for that then. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I think. When I was very young. I had dreams when I was like four and five years old about dinosaurs. I didn't know what a dinosaur was. Right. Just crazy stuff. Right. You were terrified of them too. Oh, terrified of them. Oh, I remember when I saw them in the first time on a 
a, a video clip before there was videos. I guess it was a, a motion picture mm. thing in school. It was grade one. I saw them on the screen. I ran all the way home to my parents' house, ran right out of the school. I couldn't get over it. I was terrified. Never seen them before. I always saw them in my dreams. Just right. Late. Yeah. See, so you're just like bouncing around. Um, Where? Where am I bouncing around? My, dinosaurs. Dino land is what I'm thinking. <laughs> it's like, uh, most favorite, of course, Vlad, yeah, uh, Vlad Tepesh. Uh, famous vampire, Highgate Cemetery. I'll tell yeah. Highgate. Hmm. That's that's there's a lot of good stories that come out of Highgate. That's definitely one I would visit for sure. Um, I think we stopped lucid dreaming due to shifting. That's very possible as well. At six, I had an out-of-body experience and destroyed all of our umbrellas after seeing Mary Poppins. Poor Polly. Oh boy. <laughs> I would have too. <laughs> Mary Poppins. <laughs> oh my gosh, a scar in the child. I know your pain. <laughs> um, humans shared space with dinosaurs. Yeah, well, I, I believe that, Dolly. I totally believe that. Yeah. Mm. So, okay. So we've, we've answered some of that. Now we had another question come in um, last night and our, our guests never got to it, but it was really off topic. It wasn't something that we addressed. What is everybody's thoughts on crop circles? <laughs> right? So crop, cir <laughs> crop circles. Uh, inside joke. Uh, yeah. Yeah. With, with a family friend. Anyway, um, crop circles. Do we think the majority of them are the real thing or man-made? I think personally, I think the majority of them, when you look at the evidence, I mean, there's the ones out there that are fake for sure. But when you look at the ones that they actually do, you know, scientific breakdown of the wheat or the corn or whatever, and you can see the stalks come up and they've actually exploded outwards from the inside to cause them to fold over in a certain way. Uh, yeah, not, not fake. Mm -hmm. Really not fake. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Over 50% are what, Dolly? Are they man-made or are they... Et, and if so, why? Why crop circles? Like what? Out of all the ways and the technology that they have that they could be communicating, why crop circles? I think the most compelling one I saw was when it happened. Right, the guy was videotaping it, just looking out on a field, and you saw a white light kind of just go across the screen. And as it went across the field, this that was totally cool. intricate pattern happened. Yeah, that was actually pretty cool. It was just like a little orb. Yeah, and it, it went and was over top of it, and it just this like amazing, yeah. amazing design. Um, yeah, some of them do have complex mathematical calculations. Absolutely, uh, energy orbs have been videotaped, making them exactly. Um, and that's what I found interesting is that sending messages, tan um, tangible messages. One was left. Um, quite a few years ago and it was uh, i think in response to a message that yeah, we out. put out right and it was years later if i'm not mistaken and they came out in the form of a crop circle or, or you know that that idea it wasn't a circle though and i thought wow and it was a response to the message so it goes to show you i mean they're paying attention 
someone out there is paying attention. I think a percentage are real. They have tested them and some show up where people are not. It's a message, but we lost the book to understand. Tamara, I think that's probably a really good way of putting it. I think, like, how many times have you guys heard me say we're a species with amnesia? We just seem to forget who we are, where we came from, and what we can do. You know, that it's like just was taken away from us. It wasn't yeah. lost. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, but it was created by a filmmaker as a social ex experiment. Mm, very possible. Yeah. Actual response. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I think we need to realize that, you know, I mean, we've had stuff just, we've been dumbed up. And, and just look at this guy, for example. He's just, Cell phone, right? You go. It's ten ten, by the way. When? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, you know, how many times do do you just find yourself just sitting there, just sitting there, looking at it, not having conversations? I'm I am so guilty of that because I it never stops with me. I get a upteen amounts of messages. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne's talking to me and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I no, think, I think, what are you talking about? <laughs> I think Melissa was witness to that when we were at, uh, when we were in, uh, in Cluj near the, the haunted forest, because she was talking to me going, oh, I'm just so happy to have Wi-Fi. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, I think it's a thing. <laughs> I say the smarter my phone gets, the more daft I get. I used to be able to remember all my phone numbers in my head now. Forgot. Right. <laughs> Well, it's true because we become, you know, pretty complacent, I think, with everything. And, but this, it's the distractions that as technology gets better, like I, I was, I was sort of get dumbfounded when you can actually buy goggles and he's like, oh, look, you can go for a walk in the forest. Just put these goggles on. I'm like, why don't I just go for a walk in the forest? <laughs> because you might get abducted. That's why. <laughs> Sure, might get brain damage the other way. So it's just, you know, I, I think it's just this, this constant push for, for the next bigger and better device or the bigger and better experience when it comes to technology. But, but in the end, like we are missing out on life. Hey, Mike, and we're missing the fact that if you took that same amount of time and just worked on your abilities all of a sudden it would be a whole it would be like it would be a game changer for 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 life because you would experience so much more and really see things really see things you mean there's life outside the garage yeah wow ooh scary <laughs> stuff kids saucy you <laughs> know saucy so <laughs> you know so well, i got that's something right that that strikes me as interesting, if I may. Of course. Right? Um, you know, I heard a lot of, when I was growing up, I heard a lot of talk about, you know, scientists always looking for the missing link, right? The missing link between the evolution of, you know, primates into us and they could never find it. And then as I started to get into the high strangeness kind of stuff, I thought, well, it's probably not there because we were deposited here. So then mm -hmm. I go a little bit step further, you know, it's like you look at Homo sapiens, us, we're pretty frail. When you look at us in a whole, we're pretty, pretty frail individual. When you look at us compared to Neanderthal, 
Mm -hmm. Neanderthal had a bigger brain, bigger head, more muscular, more robust. Why didn't they survive? And why did we, you know, like it's, it's just a curiosity. If you mm -hmm. realize that how many upright type mammals there were at the time we came into being and they all disappeared within approximately, you know, between 1100 and 1500 years of us arriving on the scene. If that happened today around the world, they would call that genocide. <laughs> Seriously. Like, mm. I think, I think the, the playing field was like tilted a little bit in our favor from someone somewhere, somehow who, mm -hmm. who brought us into being whatever that. Well, was. there's a, a lot of, you know, um, hypothesis about, about that. Um, but you know, it's really tough because you would have all those answers if, if we actually allowed ourselves to to learn or to focus or to wake up and use the abilities that we have buried deep inside of us. It's just like, we just walk around in limbo and we can, they just keep giving us like a new cell phone and we're like squirrel. Okay. <laughs> I'm down, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I don't know, but um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's fascinating. Bigfoot, they survive, Kathy says. It's Bigfoot. And you know what? I think that's that's part of it. I believe there are a lot of beings on this planet that were here before us. Um, again, you hear me say it countless amount of times. We're not the first kick of the can. You have out-of-place artifacts that pop up. We, we know where there's two continents that used to exist. And we found ancient structures underwater. We know we know that there's a lot more that was going on here hundreds of millions of years ago, if not more, you know, so we we're here and there's different beings here. There's like the Fey people, there's, you know, little people that a lot of the, the indigenous people talk about. Um, there's, there's all kinds. And yes, Dolly, exactly. The reptilians were here before us and Holy crud people just like lose their minds when they have sightings. Of reptilians and um there's been some pretty interesting photographs like i mean old black and white photographs like film camera you know you can't fudge a negative the only time you can fudge anything is once it hits a computer so you know there was a lot of really interesting stories that were going around but again you're going back to ancient people who had different opinions you know, prior to, to how we see things now, because, you know, our fearless leaders all have agendas, but things changed, you know, after, I, I think after Roswell, I really do. And, and a lot of researchers believe things changed after Roswell, but you go back to, you know, the ancient people just go down to South America. You know, there's a statue of a reptilian there because, you know, when, when, they were, I'm just trying to remember, I think it was in Brazil, Peru, Peru, I think, you know, these people went underground to survive a, like a disaster where they, where they, was it a natural disaster that was happening that drove them underground or was it that they were under attack by, you know, another neighboring tribe, whatever the case may be, they ended up underground much like the Hopi for years. And it was a reptilian who went down and because of him, they survived and he educated them as well. So, 
you know, here you have this, and this is all stuff you could find anywhere, guys. It's how I found it, you know. But um, so if that being the case, think about the fact that the ancient people emulated what they saw. You have petroglyphs everywhere. You have these ancient structures. You've got carvings everywhere. It's just there's so much more that that we just don't know about or because it's been you know kept from us on a need to know basis and apparently somebody felt we didn't need to know but it is out there so here we are now we have this 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 general fear of literally everything and reptilians are jerk to me i said they can be for sure but it's like people Human beings are jerks. We can all be jerks. That's what I'm saying. I, I think it's like anything, you know, you have good people, you have bad people. Absolutely. I believe every, every race of being it's, you know, pretty much the same. Um, hi, Doxy. Well, I've said it before. I mean, I'm pretty open-minded, but I think if I ran into a 15 foot praying mantis being my first, thought would be like shit fight terror. or flight oh man i'd be running down the street like screaming. right <laughs> even though i'm like oh i really want to meet one of these people and, and have a uh, like, i'm done uh, <laughs> yeah i'm good thanks yeah <laughs> so no for sure i i mean and again it's funny because there are people who have had contact with mantis who say you know they've had really delightful experiences and then there are other people who have had horrific experiences so what does it come down to you know like good guy versus a bad guy or is it is it maybe people who are how our reaction mm. is you know because you can't you can't condemn a whole race of mantis because you have one bad one you know because I just i don't think they're all bad i don't think all reptilians are bad i don't think mm. all rays are bad i think you get one or two naughty ones and that just taints the whole batch right yeah, our communications is it's like okay, whatever. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> when they, yeah, I don't like. I agree with Tamara when they pop up into your into your house when you least expect it. Yeah, they're they're that's a bit jerky to do. But it is. But I think that's a part of of any contact with with extraterrestrials that just come in to your room. I always say, you know, that the boudoir is supposed to be a little safe place. I don't think it's you know. I mean, I think we would behave that way with any sort of an intruder coming within our space when we feel most, you know, vulnerable. You're in your Jimmy Jams, you're supposed to be comfortable, you're a little nighty, whatever the case may be, and you're asleep, you're vulnerable, you're not on guard. And all of a sudden it's like, hey, there you go, out through a window. <laughs> or you just got these people standing around your bed or these beings. It's like, um, okay, how about no? I don't think so. <laughs> that was the part that took me getting used to was, you know, once you realize that they'll listen, like at least in for my, my experiences where I've just sort of like, like, no, no, let me, or I'll just say, just let me fall asleep. I don't really want to experience this right now, but I have no objection after I'm asleep to going and, and just working or whatever it is, whatever. Don't want to know about it. Right. And then we had a little arrangement and then that seemed to work. I wasn't as panicked about it. So if I started hearing them, then I could be, I could be relaxed. Whereas at first I'm just like, like, okay, danger, Will Robinson. And I'm just ready to get up and just hit something with a bat. <laughs> the line I always like, if you touch my head, I'll snap your neck. That I did say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Cause yeah. I felt, I felt all, hands all, on my head. All love and light. I'm, 
I've, because head, I'm, yeah, a, I am trying to sleep and I've got hands on my head like this. And I know because I could feel something coming up behind me and I've got the headboard and, you know, and I'm just like, I think it was more along the lines of touch my hair or was it my head? Touch my hair and I will snap your neck. That I could see because I'm all funny about my hair. But, you know, or give me a good head massage, something just like Scott massage. I like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, I think there had to, there has to be, and, and right away, the hands went off immediately. So that to me, I thought, Here. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. <it> <laughs> no, but, but, but you know what I mean? Like I, you know, I realized, okay, yes, they, they. They respected that, and they were just gone. A strange characters visiting at night. See, strange characters. See, they're just it's not always a fun thing. We're not always well received. If they care enough, they try to be tackled with the process, like using screen memory. I don't know, like screen memory. Does he? I mean, I think if you have an agreement with them, like you know, for for many reasons, some people will say no. I don't really want to remember this experience. I don't want to talk about it. Do what you've got to do. And then you've got, you know, our people who kind of do the same thing and deliberately will do that to you. So you deliberately don't remember. So without me saying the M word, that's, you know, kind of like, yeah. So yeah, I tell them to stop it. Yeah. It's a genetic reaction for sure. <laughs> So I'm just like, but they do, they, they do respect it. They do. And I've had really good um, experiences with that. Once I got used to the fact, like, okay, I do have a little bit more control than I figured. Right. So anyway, so chime in, you guys have had experiences and um, have questions and then let's, let's go with that. Um, Ron says, spirits are among us every day. They absolutely are. They absolutely some are. are. Some are more vocal than others. Um, Doxy, I have a photo to send you, Dolly, caught in the reflection of my glass front oven door. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> that's fun. Oh, my gosh. So um, I'm going to do really quick a uh, station ID while we're here. So for those of you guys who are just tuning in right now, you are listening to the Outer Realm Radio with myself, Michelle DeRoche, minus my bubbly companion, Amelia Pisano. Our guest host tonight is Wayne Mallows, and we're broadcasting live again, United Public Radio Network, UFO Paranormal Radio Network, 105.3 and 107.7 FM. We are fully sponsored by the amazing folks over at Folgers Coffee. Thank you, Folgers. We appreciate you so much. Also, very grateful to Justin Snicker, a.k.a. Dr. Snick, the Sonic Surgeon, who is an award-winning composer of Halloween horror sci-fi and dark wave electronic music. You can find him literally anywhere that like, you like to stream your music. He is the voice behind our intro and the music. Also, thank you to Steve McGinnis, the artist behind the banners and logos here at the show. Check him out on Facebook and Instagram. So we are talking about pretty much whatever you guys want to talk about. Um, we have tackled 
Miami. We have tackled hybrids. We have tackled time slips. We have tackled deja vu. We have tackled all sorts of stuff. So what do you guys, where do you want to go next? Best part of Wicked. I know. Thank you, Mike. I should have my little cup right here. Where's my cup? Right there. Hey, where's my cup? Really? Yeah. Well, you don't have a cup. <laughs> Apparently, I don't have a cup. You don't have a cup. It's my cup. <laughs> so, no. my cup. So, anyway. <laughs> I know. I know. There we go. So, um, we had one question up here. Let me go back and find Ron's question. Have either of you seen an actual ghost or spirit? Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I got, I got something I want to just throw out just for the listeners. Let's to, to get their take on this idea of uh, <laughs> started something. Technology, okay. Can I go with it? Yes. All right. I want to talk about the shape of a bell. Okay. You know, that's the, they're in shape of a bell. It's an unusual right. shape to, to say the least. And, and especially in early times, it's an unusual thing to craft. Why would, why would they make a bell? Uh, mm. Like I just, I'm curious about the whole idea because it's definitely a neat, a neat thing. And where do you find most bells? Those, those really cool looking shaped bells. Well, you find mm. them way up, like close to heaven, right? Mm -hmm. I often wondered if it was a crashed space capsule, like the Apollo capsules that they used to come back to earth and rescue them out of the water it they kind of look bell-shaped and the clacker inside that could look like a joystick right mm -hmm. but again it's misunderstood so they they make their own to try to emulate like you said earlier they emulate it and they make this bell and they put it high up in the cathedrals up in the church towers to mm -hmm. get closer to heaven and they just happen to make a nice sound it's just a curiosity to me how they come up with that shape it's Hi, possible. Taz. Hi, Taz. Thank you for tuning in. Um, it's possible. I know bells are also um, very important for healing and frequency. And could it be because frequency can do many things to people? Maybe they can alter frequency to control. Maybe they can alter frequency to heal. Maybe they can offer frequency for all sorts of different things. I, I think it's just really... I, I find bells are really interesting. But the fact that, you know, when you go back to even, you know, when the Nazis came up with the bell. The bell. The, the shape. Bell, again, it's a shape. Yeah. I mean, I think there's definitely more something to it's it. It's unusual. I mean, like, I just can't see someone sitting down one day, like, at the potter's wheel and make one of the clay first and then, you know, pour bronze into it or brass into it to make a bell. Right. right. You know, it's just, it's just, it's, the leap is too great. Right. You go from that to that. I mean, you look at the the early times of like World War II when the planes were flying and these tribes would make planes out of straw and things like that to try to emulate or worship these mm -hmm. flying gods, right? It's mm -hmm. it's wild to me how it, it sort of showed up where it showed up. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh and the tubes. That's right. Tubular bells. Yeah, chimes. That's right. That's right. Okay, Sherry, is there a connection? Hi, Sherry. Is there a connection between reptilians and demons, considering I had both? I think personally they're very they're different. Um, but I could see how and if people chime in, just chime into the question. It's up here on the screen. I think that um because of the characteristics that people 
could see a reptilian, for example, and think that it was a demon. I think they're, they're both two different race of beings altogether. You know, it's like people who see angels and they might think of an extraterrestrial as a light being, being one of the same. Um, I know our guest um, last week, uh, Reverend Pittman, talked about the fact that he believed that angels were, in fact, an extraterrestrial race that inhabited, you know, the planet or, you know, within the universe long before we did. So not far off. So, um, you know, yeah, that's my you know, take. I think that- Different, I think it different depends. in vibration. Yeah. I think Go it ahead, would Wayne. depend on your your background. I think if you're a person who was raised without any sort of spiritualities, any sort of religious education, and you saw something, you would have no point to think it's a demon. You would think it's a it's a reptilian being, extraterrestrial. As vice versa, if your faith mm-hmm. is founded in demons and angelics, and you saw a reptilian, you wouldn't think it's an extraterrestrial because hey, they don't exist. It has to be a demon. Right. Um, Z says, I guess reptilians can be good or evil too. Yes, 100%. I believe every every race um, has its good and its bad. You know, if you really get into, you know, esoteric stuff from the old mystery schools, they'll, they'll, t- the ancient mystery schools going way, way, way back, like thousands of years. Um, they believe that even demons have the capability of love. So these are these are people who will call themselves, you know, magicians and uh, who work with them. They believe every demon has a lesson to teach you, um, but you know, to try to control them—that's something entirely different. I think there are people on this planet that most certainly can do, you know, interesting things with them. But I don't think control would be a, a choice word that I would use. So I'm just saying. Um, Dolly, I've seen reptilians. It was from here. It impressed me. You know, there's lots of them here. Just saying. Uh, keep trying to remind myself. Just because it looks terrifying to me doesn't mean it's nasty. That's a really good point of view, Doxy. And I think that applies on different levels too. You know, uh, some of the most horrific human monsters Thanks, on the planet actually right. look pleasant to look at. Right. Well, I mean, if you take it another step, you know, if, if like from a biblical standpoint, for example, you know, you look at demons, I, I think they can project anything they want you to see. Lucifer himself was, you know, God's favorite, the morning, the morning star, beautiful. You know, I, I really believe that there are beings out there, if you are all powerful, um, any being, you can project how you want people to perceive you and see you. Right. See exactly how one projects. Thanks, Jared. Get out of my head. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mike, I've had experience with a typical flying saucer, but then afterwards I've been experiencing biblically accurate angels. Well, those are pretty cool too. The biblically accurate ones like Ezekiel's wheel sort of thing. That is actually pretty cool. So I don't know, Dolly, what are your thoughts on that? On that comment? experiencing biblically accurate angels, mm-hmm. they can project as well. So they would project mm-hmm. something that you would feel comfortable and familiar with. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And, and um, angels are, are, are supposed to be scary looking. 
Well, I mean, I think you have, you know, the certain certain ones and not definitely not how we perceive them. I think again, that's conditioning. And maybe that's just how people who are gifted want to see them. To them, this is what they sense or they see with the energy. So um, you know, I think it's different for for everyone. Um, hold on, beautiful doesn't always equal a kind heart. Very, very true. Angels are advanced beings. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the question was here, or the, the comment, to, um, is I've had experience with a typical flying saucer, and afterwards I've been experiencing biblically accurate angels, the ovenum. Right there. So how they present to you depends on you, 100%. Right. Exactly. Get out of my head, Ruth. <laughs> Just to me all the time. Stop stealing my words. Well, I think again, they can they can present themselves uh, how they need to. I mean, I'm reminded of a story that came out of England quite a number of years ago now, where um, a woman went to walk into her kitchen. She had a she was in row housing, and there was this very terrifying blue being standing blocking mm -hmm. her way, and she mm -hmm. was flipping because her daughter was asleep in the other room at the other end of the kitchen, and she was in a panic and she couldn't get through. And the phone started ringing, and it was her neighbor. And her neighbor said, just stay on the phone. I'm looking through the kitchen window of my place. And there's a man in the room with a knife. You're going to stay on the phone with me. My husband's calling the police. And they came and arrested the guy. He was actually breaking into a whole bunch of homes. But if there had been something very friendly and nice and pleasant, you may not have even taken notice. Mm -hmm. But as soon as the police were there, that, that blue being that was all flaming blue fire disappeared. Never saw it again. Hmm. Yeah, so that's just maybe because of, of her panic and, you know, the police coming in all aggressive. Mike continues on and says, as a 12-year-old boy, I just felt that I had no business seeing it or I had not ever heard about them until I was older. Well, well there we are. There we are. I think eventually everything comes full circle and you'll understand it when you're meant to. And I believe they'll find a way to do it. I mean, young kids are pretty impressionable. It's easy. They absorb things a little bit more. They don't have the hardships of life, you know, weighing you down. Um, You're more you know. open to things, too. You haven't been sort of poisoned by society's beliefs. At that point, not yet. Not yeah. yet. Yeah. Uh, Sherry, how long have the tall whites been here? And are they hoping for peace on the planet? Absolutely. I, they've always been here. I truly believe they've always been here. And I believe many um, of, of these extraterrestrial races have been here. And, you know, people, you either fear it so much that you don't want to see it or you have a general interest. You know, I look at our indigenous people who have amazing oral history and talk about different beings from the stars that looked many different ways, just sitting there and having connections and coexisting and learning. You know, it's just where along the lines did, did the fear become so intense that we just look at something and the way it looks, and you just don't want anything. You make up your mind that you just don't want anything to do with it. You know, that would be really difficult. Um, I think a lot of times our minds are made up for this us. This is true, Tamara. I've heard them sing. Sorry, Wayne. I, said, I think our minds are made up for us rather than we make up our own minds. Right. Right. I think it's possible. Absolutely. I think, again, you know, 
television plays a really big, big part in all of that. And I, I think that, you know, I, I agree. Like I can only speak about, you know, my own field. And I know right now after seeing this huge transition going into, you know, with the paranormal and people becoming so interested and all they want to do right off the bat is show you the fear factor of everything. You know, for how many how many shows have I done? I mean, out of two decades of filming, and out of all the answers I've given, there's only been one that was actually wanted. And yeah. it's again, it's it's a fear factor, but that's what sells. People want that fear, that rush. But there's so many beautiful things about the paranormal as well. So many beautiful experiences. And I probably have only done a handful of filming that actually allowed me to represent the, the beautiful experiences that I had. And it was just, you know, like if people could be aware of those things, maybe there would be that much less fear. So I think it applies, you know, with, with extraterrestrial contact as we are, you know, talking about disclosure. I mean, it's always been there, you know, I've, I've I, I think you don't even recognize some of the things that I've experienced because it was overshadowed by the paranormal aspect of it all. It wasn't until really in the last handful of years where I was really starting to connect the dots between the two and going, Oh my God, maybe this was actually this the whole time, you know? And I realized that, you know, it is about, about selling fear and, and keeping us suppressed that's one of the reasons like I retired from filming is just, I'm, I'm not interested in, in promoting that fear. There are things that are out there. Absolutely. And I see people as being very strong individuals. We as a human race, we as people we're, we're, we're really, we really have more control than anybody would have you believe. So, you know, put aside all of the, the fear factor and have faith in yourself. You can get yourself out of just, it's about any paranormal situation without all the fanfare. Believe me, you can. So, um, many so-called TV series are for entertainment. It says the start of the program, which suggests it's all fake. No, it's not all fake. I, I completely disagree with that because I've been on both sides of the spectrum. I've helped, you know, contribute to shows and I've been in front of the camera and been behind, you know, the camera with con contributions. I think it depends what you want. You have to remember if you're investigating a show, I have heard all the stories about, about, you know, the fake this and that. And I know there's also some really good moments in there, but you're only seeing an hour show, sometimes a half an hour. And let's take an hour show. You'll see probably 40 to 40, five minutes if you're lucky of show everything else is commercials and you have to sit there if you're there for a day or two and you have to try to put everything together within it like a 40 minute production that's not easy to do a lot of the shows that i've done have been mostly um, people telling their stories because people want to feel like they want to give back somehow and you know some people their biggest thing was nobody believed me Nobody took me seriously. And, you know, if I can even reach one person to let them know that, no, this did happen and you're not going crazy. I think, you know, whatever you want to do, you want to go out and tell your story, you have that right. 
you know, and I've always warned people, huh? just be careful, you know, say it just like it is. Don't be led. Don't say anything you don't want to say. And I've had more people find me that way who've needed help because they've seen me on television. And apparently I explain things in layman's terms so they understand. But in the same respect, that's also labeled me to be one way. And I'm not. I'm one of the most logical people I know. And it's really hard, you know, to say, like, not everything is a demon. <laughs> it's just, it's not the case. There's a lot of reasons why people experience the things that they do. And, and I look at myself even, you know, having unbelievable paranormal experiences growing up, but also I bet you half of those were extraterrestrial because I've had those memories and I've had family, you know, collaborate and say, yes, this did happen. And it happened to your grandparents and it happened. Something happened to your great grandparents. Like, it's, you know, like that started to make more sense. So it wasn't just me being isolated in an experience, you know, well, you so look at the house we used to live in, in Thanks, Niagara Falls, Michelle. Yes. You know, that, that was full blown haunted 24 seven. And you talk about television where you go and you'll see 40 minutes of footage out of an hour show. Right. I mean, we we could go weeks at a time with not seeing or hearing anything. Right. So for a paranormal team group crew to go in with a television crew to mm -hmm. an active location like that, that manor house was active. But if they just came in on a weekend that was in the middle of our 24 day stretch, mm -hmm. they'd get nothing, get absolutely nothing. And yet we've had people come in, stay one night, and we got coins dropping from the ceiling. Oh, blown away. And we're Absolutely just like, we've never seen that happen. What's up with these guys that they get all the theatric? You right. know, no, I agree. You can't just call it on demand. Like we would say to the spirits, you know, if you want to participate, this is what's going on. And sometimes they did. For the most part, they did. You know, we've had a lot of people say, oh, no, I could hear something walking around, uh, you know, on, in the hallway outside our room. We People would see like a woman walk by. You could see like I go upstairs in the middle of the day and just see this, the end, the bottom of a flowing dress just go by me in a room. I'm like, <laughs> you know, it's like I've been in the middle of the day where the dining room door just swung wide open and I'm looking on the other side. There's nobody Which there. Which is funny because that was on an automatic closer. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so you see, I mean, you, you can't just, you can't just say, hey, just do it, you know. Uh, getting back to television, telling a true story is quite difficult. Communicating is complicated. It can very well be. And I give kudos to anybody who comes on and tells their story. You know, uh, once you get past the fear, it will make your life easier. Fear creates anxiety and causes fight and flight. When you're not afraid, you can deal with it in a constructive manner. 100%. 100%. Uh, Doxy, my family have always had paranormal happenings, females, mostly generational. Oh, that's interesting. Um, Michelle, I've watched your story, but I miss how you read your place as the entity. Please share how it was resolved. Well, that was something that um, back then, I'm age, again, I'm aging myself. Um, it's not like there were paranormal groups back then. So I essentially just went to the library and got a book on witchcraft for clearings, you know, just to learn how to do clearings, how to cleanse your space. It's the best I could do back then. And I learned just how to do proper clearings of my space. But what I really worked on was mindset. And this is why whenever I work with people, 
mindset is so important to me because I took control. You know, I did that. So, you know, I was at that age where, you know, attachments were, were prevalent, you know, pre-puberty and, you know, girls and women going through menopause, the same idea. We go through this tumultuous, you know, emotions and, oh my gosh. So um, that's how I did it. And when I think back now, I know there was a lot of um, ET stuff in there. And I only know that now because I've recognized it because I'm, I'm still going through it only I am a lot calmer with it than I was back then. Like I, I probably would have been like, uh, no, but I think the, the, the clash between the two and being able to, to being gifted and being able to see things is a combination of the perfect storm. But that was the only time I've actually ever told, um, that full story. And they actually did a really good job of it. Like they, they didn't, um, embellish it. Um, you know, the, the family home was not the same, of course. Um, at the time I filmed that house, the family home actually had just got sold. <laughs> so that wouldn't have been a good thing, you know, at all. But, you know, we, we relished in the fact that the place that had been, had been cleared and we made sure of it as well, that it stayed that way. Um, even after it exchanged hands and it's a nice, happy home now. So that's that. Um, could ETs be evil or are they all alike at Dolly? Yes, absolutely. Uh, Doxy, we had one here. It showed itself as pixelated tall thing walking through a hall, but my daughter saw it at the same time and she saw a smoky tall entity. Yeah. Interesting um, how two people see the same thing in different, yeah. different space. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Um, I'm wondering if the electricity or internet connection is causing some type of energy vortex as we have many devices working at all times. Yes. Don't sleep with it on at night. Don't do it. Messes with your head as well. Not evil, advanced morally. Yes. Uh, can medium subspirits go to the light? 100% yes. Electromagnetic field. Yes. That's never good for you. At all. Yeah, turn nope. it all off, Dolly says. Yes, we're all in agreement with all of that. <laughs> so, guys, we're slowly getting into the top of the hour. So, is there anything else you guys want to quickly cover, Wayne? Is there anything you want to quickly cover or say? No, I don't think so. I'm, I'm pretty good no. up to now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. I know. <laughs> Well, I have full of experiences compared to your ocean. <laughs> yeah. I think that one thing, you know, we have to be mindful of is paranormally speaking, watch your energy. We project, we are energy, and you will attract what you put out there. So be nice and mm. uh, tickety boo. And it comes back to you. It really does. And my next one, Dolly, learn to use your abilities. I think it's really important that we start to remember who we are, what we're made of, who we really are, not who we told we are. And start just educating yourself. Listen to binaural beats. 
Like that's that's free right on YouTube. There's tons of it. Just listen to binaural beats. They, it can heal you. Frequency can heal you. It can, if you're having a bad day, if you're grieving, there's something out there for everyone. When I've worked with people, I've always recommended frequencies. I said, just go and listen to this, but don't listen so much to the music. Listen to the tones. This is what they're working with. They're giving you a really beautiful melody, but the tones, everything is embedded into it. And grounding is important. JR, you're in my head again. <laughs> Take a walk in nature. Hug a tree. And people laugh at me, you know, hug a tree. Trees willingly give their energy and they will exchange that energy for you and it will just root you. If you want a good grounding technique, just email me here. Let me put the, the show email. I'm happy to send you a good technique that, you know, we, we pretty much all use, Amelia and I most certainly. You can use it as many times a day as you need. So just really, really um, concentrate on that. Uh, Taz, I know my family's experienced the paranormal as well as myself. I think the paranormal is more normal. More normal than, than paranormal. Yeah, than than we think it is. You nope. know, we, we Michelle, call look at that look at that vision that I had, that waking vision with that man on the hill. Remember that that I told you about that guy? Mm -hmm. You know, about the negative energy. And it was so impactful for me to hear him say it. It's basically that there's beings out there that dine out on negative energy and they want you in a sad place. They want you grieving, they want you upset, they want strife and, and anger. Because that's what they feed on was, you've said it a million times before, they can't thrive in a happy environment. So I think it's so important for you all to try to stay positive. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. I mean, if you look at the state of the world, I think it has a lot to do with that as well. You know, we tend to be very um, fearful. And that's a kind of energy that attracts a lot of disincarnates shall we say you know it helps to to give them strength i mean this is what they've always i've always said to people your food to them mm. starve them how do you starve them live your adventure guys if you follow me on instagram i always post things live love laugh right live your adventure live your adventure live your journey be a participant in your own life That's you deep. can't have control over what's going on out there but you do have control as to how you handle it right and yes be grateful be grateful you know life isn't always tickety-boo but you woke up you know you woke up and you have people in your life that that love you we all have someone out there. We all have at least one person who loves us. So, you know, or that you love, even if it's your pet and that pet relies on you to get up every single day. Right. So that's the way it goes. Thanks. Z. Ah. <laughs> so next week, guys, we have um, two really interesting guests. Both of them have never been on the show before. And one is Michael Laflemme. And he's a best-selling author of 2022's Vision of Atlantis, Reclaiming Our Lost Ancient Legacy. And I know it sounds like, like completely amazing, but I am really looking forward to, to that show, like for sure. And um, I love Atlantis. I really do. I, I love, I've researched this. I've gotten into so many different um, hypotheses about it anyway 
that's a whole other thing. Thursday night, we welcome Paul Wallace, and we are going to be discussing Eden. <laughs> yes, Eden. So, as in one Ooh. of the same, one of the same. So, again, big thank you to my guest co host, Wayne Mallows. Big thank you to Folgers Coffee for sponsoring our show this evening and every evening that we are on air. Big thank you to Justice Snicker, aka Dr. Sick, the Sonic Surgeon. Big thank you to Steve McGinnis. If you guys like what you hear or see, please like us up, whatever platform you're on, subscribe, like, share, comment. We want to hear it. Contact us at the show if you, you know, have any questions or you like like a guest that you'd like to see. We do our very best to bring everybody that we can on. They have to be willing after all, <laughs> for lack of trying. But, um, you know, just, just email us at theouterrealmcontact at gmail.com. Theouterrealmcontact. I'll put it up right over here. Where did it go? There you go. Theouterrealmcontact at gmail.com. And um, we will do our very best for you. So maybe you'd like to be a guest yourself. Let us know what you got. But until next week, everybody have a fantastic weekend. And thank you all for tuning in. You just make it that much better. I know, Janie, the open mics, they do go by really fast. They but now the, we try to do it once a month. So, you know, we've stepped it up for you. So, And you just never know when we're going to slide in another one. So fingers crossed. Anyway, have a great weekend, people. Thank you so much for tuning in. Bye, Love you all. Good night.